Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers have been linked to yet another starting pitcher. This one, former Padre and Matt Seth Lugo. We'll talk about that. Plus, the Rays are reportedly shopping Randy Rosarena. We will talk about the possibility of the Dodgers going after him to fill an outfield hole and maybe package that deal with a starting pitcher like, say, Tyler Glass now. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, then you can meet every day or just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And we want to thank those of you who shared on social media, your uh, Spotify end of year uh, most listened to and had locked on Dodgers in there. Uh, saw a couple of you who had hours right up there around 7,000, uh, 7,000 minutes that you've spent with us uh, this year. And I did the math and 7,000 minutes is pretty much all the minutes that we've talked on this podcast this year. So some of you really are everydayers. We really appreciate that. If you haven't shared yours yet, we'd love to see it. Uh, I can almost guarantee that Vince will quote tweet it with a, a salute emo emoji. And, uh, you know, what more can anybody want? Right, Vince? Yeah, I mean, salute. Hats off to you guys. You guys have spent more, some of you guys spent more time on the podcast than even we have. You've absolutely with, listened to all the split episodes and yeah. Everything yeah, you've else. definitely listened to me more than my kids have this year. I know that for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, thank you all. Uh, we we salute our everydayers. Uh, and here we are, another day, another podcast, and a little bit of Dodgers news, one from a legitimate source and one rumor from a, uh, not illegitimate, but at least a questionable source. But uh, we'll talk first about the legitimate source, which is that uh, Seth Lugo, who is a free agent, the Dodgers are one of the teams interested in lugo um that report came from i actually closed that tab do you remember who robert that? murray was one of the guys that was on it good old bob murray uh he actually goes by bert when you're shortening it but uh you know i like to call him bob just to keep things interesting um yeah and so seth lugo uh we thought we'd talk about him as a possibility we haven't talked i don't know if we've even brought up lugo's name at all yet this off season uh there are a lot of you know kind of that second tier pitcher uh, on the market. And Lugo is one that's really interesting. He started, he came up as a starting pitcher with the Mets uh, back in, you know, 2016, 17, he was mostly a starter. And then the Mets converted him to relief and he was very, very good. And then they tried converting him back to starter and it didn't work. And then he went back to relief and was very good again. And then he came to the Padres and they converted him back to starter. And he actually had the first, season of his career in which he made no relief appearances and uh, he had a career high in innings pitched a career high in starts 26 starts 146 and a third innings pitched, and he was solid 357 era that's a 115 era plus 383 fips it was pretty pretty legit um 
all in all, like Seth Lugo, depending on what you're looking for from him, uh, kind of like we talked about yesterday with uh, whichever random pitcher we were talking about Gialito. yesterday, Lucas Giolito, Seth Lugo would be an awesome fifth starter for a team. He's not going to give you maybe the durability that Giolito brings, probably a little bit maybe better performance, although it's tough to tell. He doesn't have the strikeouts that Giolito has, but I don't know. If we can get past the idea of recognizing that teams can do multiple deals, you know, and just look at Lugo in a vacuum as a fourth or fifth starter, I don't hate the idea. Yeah, when I saw the report and – I think I actually read the MLB trade rumors little all blurb they had about it. I didn't realize how good of a year he had for the Padres just because, you know, he was not one of the top guys for the Padres. The Padres had a weird season, you know, then it surprised me. And he's a guy that, you know, when he was back with the Mets and, and more of a reliever role, he was a guy that I always kind of wanted. He always seemed to have, you know, some really nasty stuff there when he was in relief and, you know, they stretched him out to be a starter and Hey, he had a, has a 3.50 career ERA and a 3.57 career or ERA last year in 26 starts. So not bad. His his FIP is 3.68, so not, you know, career not too far above it. He basically he is he is what 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 he what he is. And uh yeah, for sure at back back of the rotation he fits. I would imagine, you know, he's already 34, I believe. Uh I think they have him some of the places have him for a 3-year deal, but obviously not as much money. Uh, I don't know if the Dodgers would be up for a three-year deal, but you never know. If it's not that much money, then uh, and the fact that they could convert him to reliever if they wanted to, if it didn't work out as a starter, if they have enough starters, you know, year two, year three, then you know it, it makes sense. It, it for me, it's similar to like when we talked about Ken Tomaida, where he the fact that he can also be a reliever and has been in that role uh, brings a little bit of benefit in case you know. If they don't trade guys like Sheehan and Pepio or whoever, and they do get, you know, a one or two starters uh, beyond that, then, and those guys kind of flourish and blossom, then, you know, you, you know what, Seth Lugo, you're, you might be a bullpen guy again. So, yeah, he makes sense. Uh, you know, cost wise, it would appear to be in the range that they'd look for for a guy that's not going to be a top tier starter. And it all kind of makes sense for, for him in that second tier starters. Yeah, the athletic that article that threw out some some ideas for contracts uh, projects two years, twenty six million. The two comps that they talk about are two former Dodgers, Rich Hill, back when he resigned with the Dodgers after being traded mid season, and then uh, Ross Stripling just this last year. And so they're kind of, uh, you know, the the last sentence uh, kind of lays out says it's not crazy to imagine the kind of three-year deal that Hill signed and then paid off for the Dodgers last decade. Stripling provides a likelier blueprint though. So uh, like, like you said, the thing that really appeals to me about Lugo is that he does have experience out of the bullpen and even as a multi-inning reliever at times. And so uh, one thing we know about the Dodgers is they have a lot of young pitching that, you know, they're kind of hedging some bets this off season because you you can't really a team like the Dodgers can't go into 2024 season uh, expecting a, a rotation of mostly rookies or young guys to just dominate out of the out of the blocks. But knowing that you have Landon Knack and Kyle Hurt and Gavin Stone and Ryan Pepio and you know whoever else in addition to Bobby Miller, you know a, a guy like Lugo who you can sign to a multi year deal but know that he may spend the second year of that deal in the bullpen 
or he may be a guy who you use as, as a piggybacker to help get your younger guys some experience. Uh, a lot of value there. Now, of course, he's going to know that plan and, and what the Dodgers have. And so maybe that decreases the chances of him signing with the Dodgers. But, I mean, Seth Lugo is going to sign with whichever team offers him the best contract. Uh, you know, he's like you said, he's 34 years old. He's not playing for his next contract. I, I think as long as the money is right, I doubt that he cares a whole lot what his actual role will be. Yeah. And, you know, he was linked to the Dodgers last year. We probably talked about him. I don't think as in depth as even a full segment. Um, but yeah, we, we talked about him last year. And again, it's in the vortex of the offseason. If he is the only starting pitcher they sign, disappointing overall but if he comes in a package of you know as the number four or five starter as somebody that you know is going to eat innings then he works out perfect yeah uh, and i think it's safe to say we don't really see a spot for both lugo and giolito no right yeah. they're, they're kind of fighting for the same role yeah uh, yeah one benefit of lugo would be that i have a connection with his agent so maybe we could get him on the podcast if the doctor you signed that's the word yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about a less substantiated report, but uh, maybe more exciting that the Rays are thinking about shopping or that they are shopping Randy Rosarena and likely to trade him. We'll talk about how he might fit with the Dodgers and then later uh, what that trade might look like and who else he could be bundled with. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Moneyline bet, as you know, just means you pick the winner. No over-unders, no spreads, none of that. Just who do you think is going to win? Put 5 bucks on it, and if you're right, you get $150 in bonus bets. Uh I don't even know who plays on Thursday night football tonight. Vince, I'm you. You don't have to show your face. Who plays Thursday night football tonight? I honestly don't even know. Vince doesn't know either. Yeah. Whoever it is, though, maybe. Cowboys, Seahawks. Cowboys and Seahawks. Ooh, that, that's a good one. You, you think the Cowboys are going to win, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, put five bucks on the Cowboys. Uh, I'm not giving you betting advice. I'm saying if you think the Cowboys are going to win, put five bucks on the Cowboys. And if slash when they win. You get 150 bucks in bonus bets. It's hard to lose with that deal. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, we are back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. We also want to remind you all that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7 covering the top stories, top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Locked On has also launched a streaming 24-7 channel specifically for Los Angeles sports called Locked On Sports Los Angeles. And both channels are streaming 24-7, giving you all the sports coverage you could want. So go to Locked On Sports Today or Locked On Sports Los Angeles on YouTube and subscribe and enjoy the 24-7 streaming content. And uh, 
If you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the YouTube comments section. If you listen on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email. We'll give you all that contact info at the end. Uh, but let's jump right back into the episode. There was a report from, uh, what's it called? MLB Nerds. Um, says, big news regarding the outfielder market. The Rays are shopping outfielder Randy Rosarena, and there's a good chance that he has moved. Sources tell at MLB Nerds. Um, so MLB nerds, uh, you know, they have 46,000 followers uh, and they have a blue check mark, which means they have at least $9 a month or whatever uh, to their name, or they did before they started spending it on a blue check mark. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't done a, a deep analysis on uh, MLB nerds breaking news, um, but, you know, it, it's not Jeff Passan. We'll, we'll basically say that. It's not as trusty source as Jeff Passan. Uh, everything was spelled right, so you can tell it's not Bob Nightingale. Um, and and ultimately, it, it's something to talk about because Randy Rosarena would be a very big name moved. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting, Vince. I, I was thinking a lot about Randy Rosarena today. I think a lot about Randy Rosarena a lot of days, actually, but uh, um, today specifically because of this. and. Like, I was thinking a team of Randy Rosarena's and a team of Freddie Freeman's. Just talking offensively, uh, the team of Freddie Freeman's would be better, but the team of Randy Rosarena's would be a lot more fun to watch, uh, more exciting. And one of the things that really appeals to me about a about a Rosarena, man, that is that's a that's a challenging thing to say. But he, he's obviously very good, but he's also unpredictably good. And there's some frustration there. You know, he strikes out a lot more than, uh, I, I think a lot more than Dodger fans would be comfortable with. Uh, he strikes out more than league average. Uh, he's a, he's a free swinger. He doesn't walk a ton, um, but he walks a decent amount, uh, especially this last year. He actually, I mean, his on-base percentage, percentage was 110 points higher than his batting average. So, you know, you'll take that. Um, but uh, that was by far the highest walk rate of his career, 12.2%. His previous high had been 9.3. So, you know, but he is dynamic. And when he gets hold of the ball, he does fun things. He's fast. He hits a lot of extra base hits, hits home runs, you know, makes exciting plays. He is an exciting player. And I, this maybe, uh, maybe means more to other people than to me. He also has a history of succeeding in the postseason. It uh, doesn't mean he always succeeds in the postseason. He also has some clunker series uh, in the in the wild card series. He had a 311 OPS this last year, um, but then he bounced back and played pretty well. Uh, oh, yeah, in the they lost first round this year. Where am I? Oh, that oh the last year's wild card series. He struggled, bounced back and and hit pretty well in this year's wild card series. Um, yeah. Randy Rosarena, in addition to being good, is very exciting. And I feel like he's a big star already. I think he would be a huge star in Los Angeles. He, you know, the comparison is easy to make there because of Cuban and everything else. But, I mean, he's Puig if Puig had continued down a path where he got better and, you know, didn't have outside things kind of take away from his baseball game. Uh, you know, Rosarena has things, not to say that he doesn't, but, you know, he hasn't had issues in the clubhouse from what we know. He hasn't had anything like of that nature. And 
you know, one, it fits. The Dodgers need a left fielder. You know, they they don't have one at the moment. They, you know, could patch together uh, my Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas if they want to, if they get an infielder. But, you know, regardless, they need a left fielder. Where it doesn't make sense for the Rays, and but it, the MLB nerd guys weren't the first one to bring up his name. Um, is that he's not that close to the free agency? He's not going to make that much money comparatively. But the Razor right now are going into the season with their highest payroll ever by like a lot. So you know, Glasnow, who we're going to talk about, is a big chunk of that. But Glasnow and Rosarena literally get them down to where they've been before. You know, and not not astronomically high as the payrolls they've had. So in that role, in that sense, you know, it, it Rosarena makes a lot of sense. And yeah, for the Dodgers. Like I said, he doesn't need to be the star. And, you know, in Tampa Bay, he's the star by nature, but he's not necessarily the, you know, the driving force of the offense. In the postseason, he has been, and he can carry you and get hot, but he's not, you know, the main guy. He's not the MVP candidate, uh, and he doesn't need to be. in here with the Dodgers, same thing. He wouldn't need to be. He doesn't need to play a solid left field and come clutch in the postseason, and, you know, he'll be beloved as, as he already is. You know, last year his stock really rose in the World Baseball Classic, playing for Team Mexico. You know, kind of leading them on a on a surprising run to the semifinals, um, and it's kind of gone on from there. Obviously, the 2020 World Playoffs in general, he you know was on fire the whole time. Even against the Dodgers, like even though the Dodgers won the series, he still had really good numbers. He had the home run in Game Six, and you know had a home run one of the earlier games. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm all in on Randy. He was huge for me personally in terms of work wise this year um and you know he's fun he's got the boots uh you know he has the little gimmicks with them um if the dodgers could make it happen i would be 100 on board with it yeah and, and you know fair warning like i said he will frustrate dodger fans at times he gets caught stealing a lot he led the major leagues and caught stealings in 2021 and 2022 and uh didn't have uh fewer caught stealings in 2023 it's just that uh ronald acuna was uh trying a whole bunch of getting caught some too um it, it's he's he's gonna strike out a lot he's gonna he, he's not great defensively uh he did have maybe his best defensive season uh this past year and so maybe he, made he makes it fun defensively but not necessarily what you want yeah yeah you're <laughs> I'm not looking for excitement in a left fielder. You know, yeah. I, I like the excitement in the batter's box. I don't care much for the excitement, you know, uh, but, but, you know, he, he did have his best defensive season. And so, and he's an, an elite athlete. And so uh, there's no reason to think he couldn't carry over and have another solid defensive season, even if he's never a gold glove winner. He does have three years left before free agency. Uh, he is a Boris client. Uh, and so, uh, you know, having that three years is a nice thing. It's not a one year, one year rental than knowing that he's going to free agency. So there's a lot to like about the idea of Randy Rosarena. And, uh, you know, he made four, f just over $4 million this past year. So in arbitration, he's probably going to make, you know, seven or $8 million, which is like, it's a match made in heaven because seven or $8 million is nothing to the Dodgers. And, it's the kind of guy that raised trade sometimes, you know, that that's starting to be a lot of money. And if they can maximize his value now, when he's got three years left, you know, he, he is going to bring more back in trade right now than he would a year or two from now. So uh, it might make sense on both sides. And uh, I'm all about Randy Rosarena for sure.
Yeah, and then, you know, we'll talk about Glasnow right now, but in that package, you know, the Rays are in a spot where they can trade Glasnow and Rosarena, get back players that aren't necessarily 2024 ready, but, you know, maybe 2025 ready, and still be – like, they're still going to be in the mix for the playoffs regardless of all that, just because they have a very stacked infield and, you know, they can trade from that depth or they, you know, they can move someone to the outfield. They have the sustainability, at least right now, to be competitive. Yeah. Uh, and on last week's episode, when I talked about all the outfielders, I did talk about Randy Rosarena a little bit, and I talked about the idea of whoever the Dodgers traded for as an outfielder, maybe package, packaging that outfielder with a pitcher uh, to come along. And the Rays fit perfectly, as Vince just alluded to. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Tyler Glass now and the possibility of him coming along along with the Rosarena in a trade. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you again for making us your first listen every weekday morning, especially want to thank our everydayers. We do salute you. We appreciate you. We'd love to see your screenshots of your Spotify if we show up on there in your top listens. I want to remind you about Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube that Locked On has put together so that you can have all of your sports needs covered 24 hours a day on YouTube. Uh, Locked On Sports Los Angeles includes this podcast and all our other LA shows, plus some of the national shows. So a great way to keep up on your LA sports. So check that out. Uh, And uh, what else? want to remind you about SiriusXM and the SXM app. You got MLB Network Radio on there, Channel 89. You can keep it up with baseball talk all year round on there. And they've got a ton of Christmas music stations, both on the radio and on the SXM app, so you can listen to all the Christmas music you want. Uh, Country Christmas shows up on the radio a week from, I think, a week from yesterday. So I'm excited for that. I've been listening to it on my smart device while I work, but I'll be able to listen to it in my car soon. So uh, with all that said, let's talk about Tyler Glass now. He's a starting pitcher, uh, which the Dodgers are looking for. He is an excellent starting pitcher, which the Dodgers are looking for. In the last five seasons, he has a 303 ERA, a 289 FIP, which is even better, a whip just over one, 1.013, 12.5 strikeouts per nine, 2.8 walks per nine, only 1.1 homers per nine. Just an absolutely elite starting pitcher. Oh, and by the way, in those five seasons, he has pitched 332 innings. So not the most durable. But stuff-wise, Vince, it's hard to want anything more than Tyler Glasnow. Yeah, he's he's nasty. You know, coming back from injury last year, he made 21 starts. You know, pretty solid. Uh, outpitched, or his FIP was 291, his ERA 353. So, you know, got a little bit unlucky. Whip just over one, uh, 1.083. So, yeah, but he's getting, he was good in 2021. That was his best year so far. But even in that one, you know, 14 starts, uh, had a 266 ERA, though. I mean, he, he's been good in, in spurts, hasn't had the full season. But here's what it is for him specifically is that he's in the last year of his contract. So the Dodgers are trading for one year of Tyler Glass now, and they don't necessarily need him for long term. Obviously, if you trade for him and he gets hurt, you know, it sucks. But again, with one year, you know, if you package him with Rose Reina, it obviously costs a little more in general because Rose Reina does have more, uh, uh, more service or more time before free agency. 
But if you're going just for glass now, you know, and some of these other guys, you know, Corbin Burns, who we've talked about, and, you know, Dylan Cease obviously costs more because he has a couple years left before he hits free agency. It's a perfect guy. And the Rays are, I'm not going to say the Rays are desperate to trade him, but the Rays don't want to pay Tyler Glass now $25 million next year. So they'll probably be a little bit more motivated to move him than some of these other teams. And I think if the Dodgers, you know, the the report again about Dylan Cease was that talks were intensifying between multiple teams and it could be done before the, the winter meetings. If they lose out on Cease, I think Glasnow happens, you know, maybe right after or, or soon after because it just makes too much sense in that regard that a team with a lot of money trading with a team that is trying to get rid of money and they don't need top tier prospects. They just need prospects that are going to replenish the system. And we've seen, a guy like Luke Rayleigh went over there and, you know, became a serviceable starter for the Rays. We've seen other guys go from different teams and become serviceable starters for them in, in different capacities. So the Rays know what they're looking for, especially when it comes to your farm system. So the name they trade, like the, if the Dodgers could trade someone that we'd be like, oh, you know, kind of scoff at, and it might work out for the Rays. But if it works out for the Dodgers, we don't really care what happens with the Rays. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it, it's kind of crazy that you could actually – lower the price for Rosarena by taking an excellent pitcher like Glasnow. But that's the fact is he is uh, injury prone or has been and is said to make a lot of money. And so uh, it could be like when, when the Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts, they also brought along David Price uh, and were able to probably give up less in prospect capital for Mookie than they otherwise would have been able to. Obviously Mookie was going into the last year of his deal and uh, and Rosarena isn't, and David Price wasn't the quality pitcher that Tyler Glasnow is, but the same basic principles apply. If you have a team that is looking to shed money, they uh, you it opens up your options if you're a team that prints money and, and is okay spending a lot of it. Um, it it's it, it's kind of funny. I saw our, our buddy Ray uh, Ray Lokar, who is an everydayer, and uh, Awesome dude. If you don't follow Ray on, on Twitter, you probably should. Uh, but he said, uh, seems like Dodgers Twitter expects the Dodgers to have a 30 man pitching staff next year. And that's kind of what it seemed like. Cause you, you know, we just, in this episode, we talked about two starting pitchers and then plus Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, uh, Imanaga, you know, and then obviously they still have all the young pitchers, uh, and Walker Bueller coming back and everything. And, yeah, I mean, it's not that anybody expects – oh, Corbin Burns, another guy. You know, Nobody expects the Dodgers to get all these guys, but all these guys are in play. And it's it's it makes sense that the Dodgers have their irons in a lot of different fires because who knows what's going to happen. And, you know, if the Dylan Cease trade doesn't happen or, you know, if you get a better offer on – if, you know, if Corbin Burns becomes available or whatever, you know, you got to be playing all these different angles, even though you know you're only going to pull the trigger on one or two of them. Because, uh, like one thing we saw at the trade deadline, not necessarily that the Dodgers were caught unprepared when uh, what's his name from the Tigers refused the trade, but the Dodgers ended up with Lance Lynn instead of a good pitcher. Uh, because you know, it, you know, who, who knows what all went into that, but. I don't think the Dodgers want to end up with this offseason's equivalent of Lance Lynn uh, as their big prize this offseason. Yeah. And, you know, now is the time to, you know, make the trades. 
obviously you get them for the full season. You might pay a little bit more up front, but you get them for the full season and you don't have to deal with things like, you know, trade clauses messing up your back half of the season. If you trade clause, if someone pulls a trade clause right now, then you still have, you know, unless it's everyone, you know, unless it became later into the off season, but right now you have time to kind of, or even keep talking. There's no deadline right now. There's no deadline until July to make a trade. So you can, you know, talk all the way through. There's, you know, different things to, to kind of consider in, in terms of what you need, what you want, what other teams want, what other teams need. And it's easier to kind of consider all that right now uh, because every team is going to go into the season thinking they can win. And uh, whether that's win right now or win in the future with depending on what type of prospects they get from you. So, yeah, it's, you know, and every pitcher we've talked about makes sense because they're good starting pitchers and that's what the Dodgers need. And, you know, it's not I think the Dodgers ideal situation if they could, is to have Emmett Sheehan and Gavin Stone start the year in the minor leagues. Maybe even Ryan Pepio start the year in AAA and only use them if they need them. Uh, you know, it, it's maybe a little bit unfair to them. But as we saw last year, you kind of have to go about it this way. And if you have a, if you're a pitcher with options, you know, and you're in the Dodgers organization, you might get screwed a little bit at times. But that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, here's my question for you about Tyler Glass now. Uh, in the postseason, he has been bad. Uh, we remember him very well from the 2020 World Series. The Dodgers faced him twice, and they knocked him around twice. He went 0-2, allowed 10 earned runs and nine and a third innings to the Dodgers. Uh, even then, like, you you never felt comfortable as a Dodger fan. Like, oh, good, it's Tyler Glasnow pitching because his stuff is so good. But, I mean, that is – his career postseason ERA is 572. He's two and six in 10 starts with a 572 ERA, 1489 whip. Like just, he hasn't been good in the postseason. Does that concern you at all? Yeah, but I won't think about it till October. So I'd get the, I'd get the full season of Glasnow before I worry about it. And like I said, it, it's a matter of, obviously we, I would rather trade or sign anybody that has impeccable postseason metrics, you know, like Randy Rosarena. But it's not always going to work out that way, and I won't have to worry about it in October when I can be irrational. And you're Vince Samperio. The only thing you really worry about in October it's is offense. the offense anyway. Offense, baby. I'm not worried about pitching. I just yeah. want the offense to show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so you know what? We'll see. Time will tell if this uh, Rosarena rumor has legs or if it was uh, you know, just made up. But it does make a lot of sense, and Glasnow makes a lot of sense with or without a Rosarena. It like, seems almost certain that the, the uh, Glasnow is going to be traded if the Rays can find a trading partner, somebody to take on that $25 bucks. And if, if Rosarena comes along for the ride, I am all in favor of that. And, you know, even if Glasnow gets hurt again, as long as he gets healthy by October and pitches well, you know, maybe a rested Glasnow is all they need in October. So uh, we don't got to worry about that till October. Until then, though, it's it's the off season. The hot stove is starting to get hot. You know, uh, we've seen a couple signings. Joey Wendell signed with the the Mets. Joey Wendell's a under the radar guy. Wouldn't have minded the Dodgers uh, going after. They don't really have a spot for him. But you know, uh, he he was one where most of the time when I see a signing, it's just like, eh, I don't really care. Uh, Wendell's like, oh, but it still most and I don't really care. The only real Dodgers news uh, was that. Uh, we got news that Nelson Cruz is now officially working for the Dodgers, uh, going to be an advisor uh, working mostly in 
Latin America, probably mostly the Dominican Republic, where he's basically a legend. Uh, he just retired after this last season. And so I never played for the Dodgers. It's kind of interesting, uh, kind of the Raul Ibanez route of never played for the Dodgers and then worked for the Dodgers in retirement. Uh, but, you know, uh, like I said, Cruz is a legend in the Dominican Republic. Dodgers have a grand history in the in the DR. And so seems like a pretty good fit. Yeah, he would imagine is very involved in the baseball pipeline down there. He played there in the Winter League. I think he's playing there right now or coaching or something. So, you know, the Dodgers haven't had the greatest success in international signings the last few years and a couple guys now that were waiting to come to fruition. So hopefully this helps out. Yep. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you for adding to your Spotify minutes of listening to Locked on Dodgers. Here's another 32 minutes for you folks. Uh, Thank you for making us your first listen, especially our everydayers. Remember to check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube to cover all your sports needs. Uh, if you're uh, not listening to us every day or watching every day, please become an everydayer. Just subscribe and watch or listen every day. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter on, at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vincent's91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and our DMs are open for both of us there. Our email is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or our phone number for voicemails or text messages is, is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.